Attention listeners, today's episode of the Dream Design Podcast contains some themes that may not be suitable for young ears. They might also be triggers for people who have had negative experiences, including, but not limited to, abortion, human trafficking, and other types of abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Dream Builders, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Today, I have Judy V, who is a prosperity and spiritual ascension mentor. She is absolutely amazing, and she's here to help you to attune to prosperity. You declare to yourself and the world that you can have it all, the relationships, the business, the wealth, and the health you desire. I can't wait for you to meet Judy right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high-achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. So excited to welcome Judy V to the show. Judy, welcome. Hi, Amy. So good to be here. So good to be here, finally. I know. It's crazy. I'm so glad that you made it, and I'm so excited for us to have this conversation. So First of all, thank you so much for being here again. Um, My question, I always start with the same question. And my question is, you know, obviously there are so many different paths and vocations that we can go down that we learn in, in, you know, school and things like that. Um, But most people don't say, when I grow up, I'm going to be a a mentor and an entrepreneur. Uh, So I would love to hear more about the story of how you got to do what it is that you're doing now. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, that's a long, long story. How did I get to do what I'm doing now? Well, um, I what I do is I I'm, I basically um, I love miracles. I believe in miracles. Okay, I believe that that we we are um, we are creators of miracles in our life. And I have had so many miracles in my life happen, um, and I'll explain more detail in that in a moment. But um, unbelievable miracles that happened that I took for so long I took for granted that it was the norm and it was it was completely and the miracles I was creating in my life were not predictable they were miracles in in spite of the environment that I was living in and um, to me they were always very normal very natural and then as I got older I started to see and witness and experience that it wasn't so for everybody and that set me on a course to understand well why do I understand and why do I know and it's sort of second nature that we are miracle makers to me but yet for so many it's not that it's the polar opposite um, and that set me on a course of study and research um, into human behavior, human potential, that led me down a, a rabbit warren of quantum, uh, the quantum physics and understanding the quantum field. And 
metaphysics, ultimately, uh, to the point now I'm just about finished my PhD on my findings in this area of creating miracles. And how it started for me was when I was um, um, around about 15 years old. And this is why I say it wasn't predictable, because from my whole childhood, I was locked up and I was tortured every day and I didn't go to school and I was abused and I was used as a slave. It was the most horrendous um, environment that I grew up in. It was dark, it was painful, it was torturous. And I often, I, I remember very often feeling that I lived only because my heart beat. I felt literally like a piece of meat I met. It felt like nothing. And I would wake, I would sleep at night begging for my heart to stop beating so I wouldn't wake up in the morning. Um, and uh, it you know, just was so dark, so awful. Not socialized, not educated, not interacting with society, nothing. So one, on one particular day, on too light or note, one particular day, I recall uh, getting up one morning. It was early. It had been a long, torturous night. Um, of hell, and I walked into the bathroom, and I remember going to the into the bathroom, going over to the mirror over the hand basin, and looking in the mirror, and seeing myself, and actually feeling like it was the very first time I had actually seen myself. Now I'm, I was 15. I'm sure I'd seen myself many times, but not really seen myself. And I did on this particular occasion. And as I leaned into the mirror, looking at myself, I realized I was looking beyond my eyes. I was looking in to something and I remember it was almost like I was reaching in and I grabbed something in, in what I now know to be my solar plexus then I didn't I grabbed something and that something that I now know was my soul and it changed everything that changed everything I connected to source I connected to my divinity I connected to the oneness of of the universe in that moment and I was transported out of my body outside it was a gray dublin morning it was gray it was wet it was wintry it was cold but i wasn't cold i just had this massive blanket of warmth around me surrounding me it was extraordinary it was it was it was not of this life and i felt just one with everything though it's a feeling that i will never forget this oneness with everything and um, one with the trees, the birds, the grass being cut, I could smell it, I could hear the grass, the rain on the window panes, just oneness with everything. And in, the, in, the, in amongst all of that, I felt this extraordinary feeling, this most profound feeling that words will never be able to describe it because we, in our language, we can't articulate the power of what we experience in the divinity. And I remember feeling this thing and I had no idea what this feeling was. It was just so beautiful, so so overwhelmingly warm and overflowing and abundant. And I realized it was love. I never felt that before, but it wasn't just the, the human love, it was a divine love. And at that moment I looked at my looked at me, I looked up and I saw me, the little girl, scrawny and injured and bruised and broken, looking at myself in the mirror. And in that moment, this love that I was feeling with my soul went onto her. And I knew I healed from everything in that moment. In that moment, for everything I had been through, was going through, and was yet to go through, I healed and, and, and I, I experienced compassion for, and, uh, for, for everybody responsible for that 
for putting me in that position. And as the next thing I recall is seeing so much, seeing potentiality, seeing infinite dimensions, infinite possibilities of what we could create, what I could create in life in that moment. Uneducated, I was able to see so much with such clarity and understand it, not in a way that I could articulate it within the English language, but in a way that I could feel it. Energetic, it was an energetic knowing. So I could see that I would, I remember there were three things I would, I, my life would be. It would be love, it would be prosperity, although at the time I called it luxury, but now I feel it's prosperity. And then the other one would be adventure. I just knew it. When I came back into my body, it's like, I don't know, it felt like hours, it's probably seconds, I don't know. When I came back into my body, I remember the girl who walked in was a very different girl that walked out. And I knew as I walked out of that bathroom, I would escape. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that my life was panned out. I had decided that the root of my life. And I knew it, not anything physically, but energetically, I knew it. And as I walked out, I remember feeling, you can break my mortal body, but you can never take my eternal soul. And that changed everything for me from then on. Although it took another six years for me to escape, I, I would never felt broken again. I never felt anything but joy and bliss inside, no matter what was going on outside of me, no matter what. I just knew that my soul is eternal and that is what matters. This physical body is an instrument. It's an instrument of consciousness, that's all it is. The truth of who we are is in our beingness, it's in our energy, that's who we are. And in those six years, I prepared myself for escaping, not knowing when it would happen, how it would happen. I, you, when, when you align and you connect with the energetics of who you are, the time does not matter. Space and time does not matter. And it, you trans, you, it's a different exp expression and experience of life. And I prepared myself for, for leaving. And because I was different in that experience that I was having, how I was being treated was slightly different as well. So I decided that one of the things I remember is I left that bathroom. And this is going to sound strange in context with the deeply spiritual experience I just had. I knew that when I escaped, I would get a job as a trading, uh, sorry, as a, in oil and gas shipping merchant banking or stockbroking. I had no idea what they were. I was uneducated. I had no, well, merchant bank, what is a merchant bank? You know, like, I had no idea. What is stockbroking? I had no idea. But I knew it would be one of those four areas. So I, I learned that they were, and this, bearing in mind, this was in the early 90s. This was no internet, no YouTube. And this was in Ireland. There were two TV stations and they finished at midnight. So the information was very limited compared to what we have now. But I said about learning everything I could about business, about finance, about money, about wealth, all of those things, as much as I could consume. And I asked one of my one of my torturers was my father. I asked him for certain books. 
I just I just knew I was just downloaded what I needed to learn. And I taught myself to read, to write, to learn, learn about business, learn about money, learn about economics. I studied all the greats of econ economists throughout time. Um, and um, I taught myself to play violin. I taught myself to paint. I taught myself to, to knit iron jerseys from nothing with no training, no, t no teaching, nothing. This is just all information from the field that we all can access. And then the day came and I did escape in the middle of the night with nothing. I literally had a plastic bag of old tattered, one or two pieces of clothing, a painting I did of my cat, because I had to leave my cat behind, and a, um, a copy of Wuthering Heights. That's it. That's all I took with me. I had nothing else. And I escaped in the middle of the night, and I knew I had to leave the country because I would be caught again. I knew it. I had to leave the country. So I flew to London. And that was a miracle in itself, getting away with nothing and managing to get to London. And I landed in London on a Friday evening, eight o'clock in November, uh, alone with nothing. But within one week, I had two job offers as a trading accountant on oil and gas trading floor, or as, and I can't remember what the role was, but in a shipping company. And I took the trading accountant job and earning almost six figures in the early 90s. No education, no certification, nothing. Nothing. And from then on, my, what I have experienced in life, the miracles I've experienced in life, has been extraordinary of that realm and greater. I've gone on to create the most amazing businesses, industries. I've created brand new industries in different countries. It's just been extraordinary. And I have nothing special that anyone else doesn't have, except I know that we are miracle makers. And there's just the one tweak we need to make to understand that. And it's not a big jump. We all have it inside of us. We all have it inside. And that's the research I've been doing, the studying I've been doing. We are 99.99999% um, nothing, which we now know to be energy. What is the unified field? What is the divine? What is source but energy? And we tap into that 99.999% of us of who we are. We become energy. We will match that energy with the energy of the unified field, with the quantum field, with whatever you want to call it, with God, Mother Nature, the universe, whatever you want to call it. When you tap into that and you align to that, you match your energy with that, you make miracles. This, is, this world we live in, this 3D reality we live in is an illusion. It is an illusion of suffering and struggle and hardship. And that's not the truth. That's mortal. That's finite. When we are infinite, we are eternal. We have always been here. All of the atoms that I have, every single atom I have, every single atom you have, it's always been there. And it always will. Energy can never be destroyed. It just changes form. How do you think so small? So beautiful. Oh my goodness. Such a such a testament to, to perseverance and resiliency. And it's just it, it takes my breath away to hear your story. And I I know that feeling you're talking about. I've I've had that feeling a couple of times in my life, very, very short. Um and and never with a real poignant reason. One time I was at a boyfriend's house in college. One time I, when I first got married with my my husband, I remember he was sleeping and it happened. It's like this 
for lack of a better word, it's almost like this full body orgasm where you're yeah. just warm all the way down your body and tingling and nothing matters. And you know that you can't live and you, and you not, you can't die. And you're just in this place of like perfectness. Yes. And you don't understand it because you're just like, I could feel this forever. And then again, it doesn't matter if I don't, because I, I just am. Yeah. And so when you were talking about that, I know exactly the feeling that you mean and it, and it, and it washes over you and it's the most incredible thing. And, and I love what you said about this being, you know, um, a, a facade about it being, you know, not real because I I've had downloads about that. I've had downloads about, you know, that we're really just little pieces of Velcro on a, on a piece of paper in a folder somewhere, you know, beaming ourselves into this, reality but everything around us is actually um i remember one time i was um enjoying plant medicine and i noticed that where i was was constantly changing it was like oh there's my dentist office from when i was seven and every single image of every place i'd ever been was just flashing and i realized i'm not really where i think i am like my brain has gone, okay, this is where you think you are. So we're going to go with it. But your brain doesn't, your, excuse me, your eyes don't even have the capacity to see what they show your brain. So, so much of it is made up. And it's like, I just love that you say that because I completely, you know, as a claircognizant psychic, like I've downloaded that into me. And, and I, and so to say that I believe it is an understatement. I, I know it. I know I that what you're saying is true. Um, okay. So my question then is, and first of all, my goodness, like the things that you went through and the fact that you even, you know, are here to tell about it is so remarkable. Um, you know, human trafficking really is one of the most horrible aspects of duality, right? It's, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. The people who understand it at its, you know, at, at its foundational level, understand that, that it is duality, you know, like you really when the worst things in the world have happened to you, you have no choice but to dissect them down to the particles that they are. And what it is, isn't good and bad. It's, it's this and that on, on, a, on a macrocosmic level. And to be able to come back from that and to forgive, I mean, it's, it's, it's mind blowing to even have this conversation. So thank you so much for that. Um, okay, so my question is, you know, we're kind of, we're around the holidays right now. There are a lot of people that are struggling, you know, monetarily. How are they going to put food on the table? We have inflation going on, all of these things. And they're just like, I mean, there, there are people that are deciding, do I want to end it all? Like, heaven forbid, like, there, there's the really big, that's easy for her to say, she's out of that. I'm in it. What is your, what is your advice or what would you say to someone who's in it? Like, right now, like, how am I going to, you know, make this happen at this very, um, you know, um, important time of year. Yeah, it, it, again, this time of year is, is, is of itself also a duality because there's, there's joy and there's also depression and it brings out both. Um, the illusion that we're living in this world, the society, the, the way the planet has gone, everything is an illusion. Everything is an illusion like this whole, as you say, inflation and all that sort of stuff. All right. That, it's all noise. It's all noise. Yes, prices are going up. Absolutely. But that does not determine, that does not need to determine your reality at all. Okay. It's a choice we get to make. 
this is all an illusion. All we see, everything, everywhere is is an illusion. And you know, one could go as far as saying it's all part of the mass control, or whatever it is. But how do we, as an individual, deal with it? How do we, as an individual, um, navigate this? One thing I can tell you that you, we, the one way we are conditioned to navigate it is in the human, and that is in the ego, in the body where we allow our body to be our mind, to where we allow our body to be, to, to be all of who we are. And at the beginning, as I said, our bodies are nothing but an instrument of consciousness. But what we have done, as Einstein said, we have promoted, um, what did he say? Promoted our ego to that of master and forgotten the sacred gift of intuition. I go a little bit further and say forgotten the sacred gift of in our energy, energetic capacity. Right, that's what we've forgotten. No, so as a result, because we promoted our ego, which is the human, to that of master, with matter trying to change matter, and that is impossible. And it, and that every time we try and do something in the physical realm, it's going to take time. It's going to take space because you've got to get from here to there, and that's going to take time and space. And of it, in of itself, matter changing matter is possible, but it does take time and space. But that's if you take it in its pure form. But we are not pure forms in the conditioned body because we have got so much programming, so much conditioning, so many beliefs, so many perceptions. So you've got to work hard for money. It's hard to make money. Money doesn't grow in trees. All that stuff, right? That's the you add that in to the equation of matter trying to change matter, which takes time and space you're on a losing battle and this is where the hamster wheel comes in and you fight harder and you work harder you compete you 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 connive you to like try and get what you can and it's like hoarding and it's like panic and it's like this is now where self-worth plummets and all of the things happen it's not possible so get off the hamster wheel step out step off step off it and here's the thing i can tell you this I can tell you this with if with every fiber in my body, it is not easy. I get it. It's not easy. Because another another time during one of the one of the one of the experiences that I've had over the years since I escaped is that I forgot my magic. I forgot my miracles for a period of about 18 months. And they were the worst 18 months of my entire life um, since I was 15 years old since I had that experience, because I forgot the sacredness of my soul. And I became what I called human. <laughs> I became human. And I started to try and create from matter, from this 3D reality. I ended up taking overdose after overdose after overdose because I was in hell. What was going on? And I was, I was being institutionalized, and I was being forced to have drugs, and I was being... Um, with therapists and they were telling me that I need to heal from these experiences and I'm saying it's got nothing to do with that nothing to do with it. that's done I've the divine into in um, um, the divine uh, worked that with me thank you very much I don't need healing from that but no one understood and this is part of what led me on the journey of research no one understood what was wrong with me what was going on with me and it was simple because after the last overdose which I nearly did not wake up from uh, in a coma I, the moment I'll never forget, opening my eyes and realizing I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. 
I, whilst I had created a life that was iconic, it was amazing. I had all the toys and I was a sport, international sports person. I was an award-winning entrepreneur. I, you name it, I had done it. I was wealthy. I had everything. And inside, when I, when I dropped my, when I dropped my connection to my soul or became, or stopped living guided by this, my soul, I became, when I became human, I became, start looking outside of myself for everything. I became matter trying to change matter. I became outside of myself looking for validation, for belonging, for everything. So inside, whilst outside my life was bliss, inside I was in hell. And I look back on that when I woke up from that overdose and I realized that after that experience as a 15-year-old, no matter how bad things got, and I was shot, I was stabbed, I had the most brutal, unanesthetized um, terminations. It was brutal. Um, that all of that that happened outside was hell, but inside I was in heaven. You could, you could, you could damage my mortal body, but you could never touch my soul. And that's where I realized I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. It's all about coming back to the soul, coming back to our beingness, coming back to the truth of who we are. I know what it's like when I say to you, stop. It's not about working harder. It's not about the doing. It's not about what you do, how you do it. It's who you are and what you do and how you do it. That's the number one thing. Step back. Reconnect with the soul. Reconnect with the truth of who you are. Get back in touch with the 99.99999% of who you are, which is nothing, which we now know to be energy the divine and all of the information that you you require to create whatever it is that you would love. And there are infinite possibilities and potentialities in that field is there. There's a match for it, for what you desire when you connect to it energetically. And that does not necessarily have to take time and space at all. It can happen like that. And I've proven it over and over and over and over again, both in my life, in my life. I am now with the man, the man of the, of, of the world for 22 and a half years. That's unpredictable given my background. I mean, we, he's my best friend, my lover, my husband. Together we create miracles. I create miracles. My clients create miracles. I see it all around us. And it's, we, I call it miracles because it's sort of like, wow. But when you truly understand that we are creators, we are energy, the divine, the soul, our source, the, the unified field, the quantum field, God, the universe, Mother Nature, it's all energy. And when we connect energy with energy, and then we bring it, that's what creates what we desire. Take a step back. And here's the thing, you will fight it. Your body will fight it. Your body will fight it with everything. It will give you everything. It will give you a fall. It will give you a challenge it will give you a headache it will give you everything to stop you from doing this because our body 97 percent of people live in survival and when you're living in survival your stress hormones are switched on and you're in high beta you're in survival mode so that anything that's not known is scary but you have to be comfortable with the unknown when you're working with the energetics because it's not predictable and how we keep on creating the same results over and over again is that we, we, everything we do, we, we, have, we create a predictable future based on our 
past, a familiar past. And as Einstein said, you can't create a different outcome with the same consciousness that created it. So either we have to make a decision. You want to be master of your destiny or victim to your history because it's a choice and that is just a choice. It's a hard one. It, and I don't say this lightly because I know your body is going to fight it. But we've got this one lifetime. Let's make the most of it. Let's make, let's, let's allow, we're here to allow our soul to be the full expression, physical expression of who our soul is. Let, let it happen. Why would you not? So well said. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of people can find comfort in that. Absolutely. So thank you so much for that, Judy. This has been absolutely incredible. I mean, what a conversation to have on a Tuesday morning here <laughs> in Savannah, Georgia. It is just, wow. Just, oh my goodness. Um, wow. <laughs> That's all I got. So we have a lot of different things that, that folks can get in touch with you. Um, first of all, you've got this little guy here. Can you tell us a little more about this one? Oh, yes. So um, one of the things that I realized that is that um, people often wait. They often have, they have this perception or they have this um, deal with themselves that when they make the money or when they get wealthy or when they get to a point of that they will start looking after themselves or they will start looking after the quality of that. They'll start focusing on that. When, it, when it's the wrong way around, people, so many people have it the wrong way around. The people are then, I get so many, had so many clients coming to me really like who are magnificent. They're geniuses. They're absolute miracle makers as we all are, but they're stuck financially. They're just stuck and they don't understand it. They're like degrees and successes and all of the things. And I'm, what I realize is that so many, so many in society have it the wrong way around, that they're trying to, to fight the fight to achieve what they want and they'll look after the other stuff afterwards. And what I, what I, start, what I do is I get turn that around. Live your iconic life and everything comes to you. So what I've realized in my research and in my study is that the extent of which we are in flow um, in terms of earning, holding on to, and growing money and wealth is a direct correlation to the level of conscious awareness that we are at. The higher the level of conscious awareness, the more ascended, the more aware, the, the more in our beingness that we are, the more ease in which we magnetize money, wealth um, to us, uh, both to create, creating money and wealth, holding on to money, wealth, and growing money and wealth. There's a direct correlation. And then the lower um, it, you are on the levels of conscious awareness, the harder it is, right? You may even, I know people who, who've come to me with very low um, um, levels of conscious awareness who make a lot of money, but they cannot hold on to it, right? They cannot hold on to it and they cannot pay their tax at the end of the, end of the year, you know, even though they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, Right. So I've definitely been in that situation. I've been in the make hundreds of thousands of dollars and not be able to, you know, yeah, the electric on. It's it's definitely money management and money money savvy is something that is so underrated. It it is. It completely is. Um, but my and my research shows that the direct correlation to their levels of consciousness where you're at and and so what I created was like a wealth thermometer. And with a with a series of questions that you can uh, 
you know, they're seriously deeply reflective questions. They do require you to take each question, take your time with each question, um, because there's a couple of double negatives in there to keep you thinking. Um, so, and this will give you where you're at at a, a level of consciousness, and you will be able to relate it to where you are in terms of wealth. And that will be why you will, might be stuck in your ability to earn, grow, and hold on to wealth or money. So I've been told this is accurate as a um, as a horoscope or, or astrology reading. Um, I've, I know we've put a lot of work into it, so it's something that I think a lot of people find a lot very revealing. That's amazing. That is so cool. And then also you have a Facebook group, right? Yeah. So occasionally what I do in the Facebook group is we have a free mastermind session um, for a group of people. I get you know, put out a questionnaire of you. I'm holding one. Would you like, like later on today, I'm doing one for a group of people. Um, it's totally free. We have a, a, a fun, really fun-filled mastermind session. I'm able to hone in on whatever the blocks are for you. And I'm a healer as well. So I'm able to activate that release for you that you can go on and move on and do your thing. So I do that from time to time with people in the group as well. That sounds absolutely amazing. And then, of course, you've got an Instagram here. Yeah, which is just starting. So. <laughs> we all have to start somewhere, Judy. We all have to start somewhere. And the thing that somebody else is completely proficient in, you know, is probably something that we that we need support in and vice versa. So yeah, I'm totally. sure when it comes to prosperity, you're like, well, I don't have an Instagram, but I can show you how to make half a million dollars. So yes, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Thank you so much for being here. This has been fantastic. Guys, definitely check her out, follow her. You know, you can hear more about her story. Um, and if this resonated with you, you know, go ahead and shoot her a message and, and maybe have a conversation and just, you know, see if there's something you guys can talk about. And of course, join her group. I'm sure that her um, talks are going to be fantastic. So thank you so much thank for you. being here, Judy. It has been fantastic. And we so appreciate you being here. Hang out for just a second and I'll close us up. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. That'll do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oops, forgot this part there. Hey, Dream Builder. Are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.